Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken. I'm a retired teacher documenting my hobby journey here on the pod, finding teachable moments to share with all of you along the way. Don't forget to hit me up on Instagram at sportscard underscore lessons. Hit that follow button and you can watch these episodes on the Sports Card Lessons YouTube channel. Welcome, everyone. How is everyone doing? If you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button, hit that like button, and leave some feedback. On today's episode, as I talked about on last week's episode, I was part of a content creator roundtable with myself, Rob from Sports Card Therapist Podcast, Shane from Sports Card Nobody Podcast, and Cousin Oz and Cousin Tony from the Cousins Collectibles Podcast. We recorded Friday night. It was a lot of fun. It went really smooth, and it was full of a lot of great positive information. It's a long episode, but definitely, definitely worth a listen. I hope you like the episode. So without further ado, here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the Sports Card Therapist. And I have some other content creators on with me. We are doing the Content Creator Roundtable. I am super, super excited about today's episode. And I know for me personally, this is going to be kicking off for the next month of an assortment of roundtables. But let's quickly go around the room, introduce yourself and what podcast or show you are a part of. Tony, we can start with you, my man. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. So Tony, half of the uh, Cousins Collectibles podcast, my partner is down there, so he'll uh, he'll be uh, coming up soon. But yeah, super psyched to be here and also part of the Faction podcast, So, which the other guy is here too. So again, super excited to, to be here and let's get it going. I am Ken uh, at SportsCard underscore Lessons, and I am the SportsCard Lessons podcast. All right. And I am Cousin Oz, and it's at Oz, the underscore uh, people's mailman. Basically, I am Cousins Collectibles, also the faction with Mr. Sports Card. Nobody over here, Mr. Shane. Go ahead. What up, everybody? Yeah, I'm Shane Norton, a.k.a. the Sports Card Nobody, and uh that's my podcast. Talk about sports cars from a nobody perspective. And like the uh, like cousin Tony and cousin Oz just said, also been working on the faction podcast, a little monthly monthly shindig we've been doing. We just rolled out our second episode. So check out both of those. Uh, beautiful, beautiful guys. And uh, yeah, so today what we want to do is we're going to focus on we're all content creators here. And, um, you know, we're not just here to like pump our own show and talk about like what's going on with our stuff right like like we want to get into like the meat and potatoes of the psychology of behind why we started our shows what went into it also the preparation that goes into it the feedback we get from people um and really what just what the whole journey has been like you know and and in all reality 
I talk to most of these gentlemen, maybe with the exception of Shane, but I talk to most of these gentlemen on a daily basis. You know, uh, Cousins Collectibles, you guys have really become someone who I've, I, I'm chatting with almost daily, right? Uh, Ken Sports Card Lessons, for sure, uh, we're always talking. And, and, and Tony actually presented an idea um, a few weeks back and was like, hey, what about if we did like a content creator type type show right and i thought that was a great idea um i didn't want to tell him that i was that for the last like four months i've been kind of creating this round table idea in my head that i was going to do an entire month of but i said man this is like i think this is like fate that he's talking about this right now like like we have to just make this kind of a round table episode um but so when i just throw the word um, or the phrase uh, content creator, your show in general to you four guys, what are, what are some words that just immediately come to mind? Well, for me first is work slash fun. Cause it, it is work, but, and just, I think sharing it, you guys are a little different. You guys do the whole solo thing, sharing it with Oz. It, it's, it's fun for us too. At the same time, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it is a grind, but it's a grind where we're, at the end of the day, we sit back and it's like, yeah, man, we just did that and it was cool. So it's it's definitely a a fifty fifty with you know fun and a grind. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, with with Tony, we're since we're family, we've been having this back and forth our entire life. So we just decided at one point, you know, why not? We started collecting in the hobby. We might as well just hit the record button and see what happens. Because all day long we're texting back and forth, like you, Rob and Ken. I know you you guys either texting, talking. Same thing with with the. Uh, Tony and I. And so we just decided, listen, man, we're really passionate. And that's the key. I think passion about the hobby, passion about the cars. So whatever you, you're deciding to do your content, you got to have passion about it. And Tony and I, we definitely have that. And, you know, the good rapport that we have, I just think it comes across. Yeah, I find it really rewarding, right, to go out and be able to cre create content that people are going to listen to, you know, um, being able to go out and set up as a dealer, being that part of the hobby, and then take the information from the shows that people who don't get a chance to go to the shows, right? To be able to come back and put that information out. You know, we're all ambassadors of the hobby, right? We're, we're all providing some type of information to people who either can't get there or know more about the hobby. So that, that alone, I think, is really cool. Yeah, for me, I think the word that really that kind of stands out the most is opportunity. It feels like, you know, I mean, the reason I started my podcast, I, I talk about this a lot on my show, is I really wanted an excuse to dive deeper into this hobby. I wanted a way to push myself outside of my own sort of comfort zones and reach out to people that I wouldn't normally reach out to. I mean, every single person here that I'm sitting with, I would have never met if I didn't start the content creation. So doing that helped open up that door for me. I've met so many awesome collectors who, who don't create content, you know, especially in the wrestling car community that I'm talking to on Twitter all the time, Instagram messages going back and forth, all of that because I decided to sit down and start talking about how much I love cards. I love collecting cards. I love collecting stuff that opened up those doors that made this so much more fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and well said all of you guys, you know, um, you know, I think back of, of all the episodes I've done and and without a doubt. Um, so I also did, you know, I had my joint podcast with Armil Sarfane, you know, that we were doing for a little while, The Bounce. And those episodes, it felt like 
were just a lot more fun, laid back. Um, they required very little preparation. You know, we would kind of throw a topic back and forth to each other. And, and I can remember us um, <clears throat> sometimes on the podcast just saying like, you know, we, we you know, we put a lot of work into this and we're doing a lot of prep. And it was like, we were BSing, man. I know <laughs> I was. I wasn't putting any preparation in that, man. I would show up in front of the mic and we would just talk, you know. And and so I think the way that Tone and Oz are doing it, you guys with Cousins Collectibles, it's that's awesome. You know, it's it's fun. I think there's some preparation, but probably not a ton, right? I mean, I, I'm not going to put words, you know, in your mouth, but I know that when you are doing a solo podcast and you're doing it just solo um and shane you and ken can really speak to this um too it's 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 like a totally different animal right so i think like if, if for those that are thinking about wanting to jump in um i love the idea of doing it with a partner maybe at first because it, it is a lot less pressure but when it's on you to literally it's literally just you and the microphone for 30 minutes solo, even just you guys, you know, having a partner when it's just you alone with the mic, it can be a daunting task, you know? Um, so, so Shane, talk to me a little bit about what that preparation is like for you with those solo episodes. Well, well, actually, you know what, before we even get into all that, so tone, you and Oz, you said that, you know what, we banter back and forth all day so why not just hit the record button right? right now shane what was your thinking process about wanting to start a podcast and get into it like, yeah were you, sure. talk, were you talking yourself out of it at the same time you were talking yourself into it no i so actually I, you know i i had wanted to start some sort of content creation forever i, I do it for a living in general i work in in more um you know uh, common content creation. I work in television, you know, in cable television. So it's kind of like in my blood already. I, I, I like the behind the scenes stuff. I like the idea uh, and the process of making something. So that's something I wanted to do for a very long time, which is always hard to find something that was passionate and knowledgeable enough to do. And then once I, I was, you know, it was back in 2018, I, I got back into cards and it was getting heavier and heavier. And then especially once the pandemic hit, it really took over and I was watching content creation left and right. It just felt to me like all of what I was finding at that time wasn't me. And, and the example I use all the time is I was watching Sports Card Investor and he was at some trade show trading a $20,000 card for like another $20,000 card. Meanwhile, I've got my $20 card and it just felt like this is not my world. This isn't like I can't find people that are doing what I do. I mean, I'm low end, sometimes maybe mid end type stuff, but nowhere close to what the, the content I was seeing. And it was all also very um, flipper and investment related. And there's a, a huge, huge place for that in this hobby, obviously, but it just wasn't me. So it felt like there was a void and I thought, why don't I try to fill that void? Um, now I didn't have any other, any other buddies I was close to that are in the hobby with me. So I didn't really have a choice. It was just going to be me or it was going to be nobody. So I just went with it and sports card. Nobody was born. I love it. So what I'm hearing you say, and, and I want all you guys can, you go first, man. Like, so what I'm hearing is you guys were thinking about starting a podcast and you realize like, you know what, there isn't 
a piece of content out there that I feel like directly speaks to me. Like I can identify with some of this one or some of that one, but there's nothing out there that I feel like is tailor made for me. So Ken, can you identify with what it is Shane saying? What was going on through your mind when when you were considering starting a pod or not? Because in reality, right, you're you're a gentleman of a certain age. You're in your mid fifties. Here you are. You're collecting. I don't know too many content creators your age. So yeah. that had to be right. That that had to be like, should I do this? Like, yeah. So my my podcasting started bef before sports card lessons. I did a podcast with my nephew and that went about eight or 10 episodes. Um, and it probably could have kept going. I mean, we were really having fun doing it, but we had no audience and really no direction, right? We would just start it out and we literally had no direction. Um, and, and at that time I was in the hobby, you know, Rob and I were setting up at tables and doing things and Rob had his podcast going and, you know, I almost thought to myself, like, you know, with with my good friend Rob doing this, may, maybe there's not room for me in it. And we had this conversation on a way to a show at like 530 in the morning. Right. And you were like, no, absolutely. Like you'll provide something different than everybody else. So that's when I really started thinking about it. Like maybe I do have something I could offer to the hobby. Uh, and And I started like everybody else. You know, it was a solo podcast and, and, you know, Rob, you did it, Shane, you did it. You know, it's not easy to talk for 30, 40, 55 minutes, right. To have enough content, but my career, I was a teacher, right. So I used to talk all day. So who knew that that was preparing me my whole life to be able to sit and just talk away on this thing. And sometimes I thought in my earlier episodes, I talked way too much, right? I had to start <laughs> reeling it in a little bit, you know, getting to the point quicker. But, you know, for me, I felt uh, my strength was storytelling, you know, to go out and be able to describe the things I'm seeing at shows when I'm having interactions with people, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or, or anywhere, being able to take that information and put it out so other people listening can understand it for uh i know for us our 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 kind of inspiration was again there wasn't we felt there wasn't content there was some you know but it wasn't i i can't relate to the high-end stuff and and number i've i've talked about it in nauseam i i I don't like content based, like, you know, or I should say like value based content. I just, I don't, you know, it, it's just, it's not for me. So we, we thought it was like, you know, let's, let's talk to, and again, I had, again, same old story, collected, stopped, and then came back. But I was had kind of a year ahead of me where I didn't, I didn't realize it was a boom. I didn't realize any of that stuff. But so I was like, man, there's a lot to learn. But let's talk to people who have been collecting. They have stories. Yeah, they might not have a million followers or anything, but you don't. I mean, there's tons of people in the hobby that aren't on social media that have crazy stories. We are, I mean, a good buddy of ours, one of our early guests, Oz's co-worker. He doesn't do the social media thing, but the guy's been collecting for 40, 50 years. So, I mean, is that the commission? No, it's not the commission. That's quirky. Okay. Oh, actually, well, no, yeah, the commission, the commission isn't that old. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and, and we learned a lot from him and, and he's, you know, and I was talk about it, but he's the guy that, you know, 
appraised Oz's collection at a whopping twelve dollars or something like that. <laughs> oh, so, oh I remember hearing you guys talk about that on your yeah, pod. Right. Like, like Oz thought he was like, "Oh man, I got, yeah. I got Jordans, I got this." Bro, like, yeah, you know the classic, yo, know, all the junk wax. But in my mind, I don't even know what junk wax is. I'm just getting back into it. All I know is I had all the Jordans, I had all the Barclays, the Ewings, all the popular players from the the 90s and i'm like man had all my binders with the nine cards slots and so i had like two or three and i knew obviously i'm a mailman uh so i i had met corky and he had uh he's another mailman and he actually did vintage baseball so he's real real into that um so i was like man listen i got a couple binders at home do you mind if i bring them into the station you take a look at them and see what i got but meanwhile in the back of my mind i had googled every card that i had and on once you put the the Google, those uh, first, now I wouldn't even call them comps, but you know, those things that come across and it'll say $8,000, $10,000, all the crazy prices that nobody's ever going to get. Tens, all the PSA 10 price. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's my asking mind, price. Those aren't comps. Those right. Are the ads, so all the asking prices. I'm like, oh my God, 8,000, you know, Magic Johnson card. Uh, it, there was even raw ones, $8,000. And these were all like 89 hoops, you know, cards that I all had. I'm like, man, this is crazy. So I took the cards in. Brought him the corky. He's going through the binders. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, looks good. Love it. You know, being being sarcastic, but in my mind, I'm just like, yeah, cash <laughs> me out, cash yeah, me yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, check that out. Look, look, look at that uh, hologram, that Jordan right there. <laughs> you know, thinking the holograms were like worth a million dollars. So he gets to everything. He's like, yeah, man, everything looks good. I'm said, you're damn right, it looks good. I said, so what do you think? He's like, yeah, you got about a. Uh, $18 right there. I said, get the hell. $18. Come on, bro. Stop it. I said, that is not worth $18. I just looked on, on Google, and that, that's at least $50,000 right there in that binder. <laughs> He's like, bro. He's like, nah, that's junk wax because I'm not trying to break your spirit or, or talk smack, but that is not worth anything. Everybody has these, and that's, you know, how, that's the birth of it. So I went home. I was pissed at this dude, went home, and I was like, you know what? Let me find out what this is really about. And that's where the passion came in. And it's like, once I'm challenged, I'm a real competitive guy. It was almost like, all right, Corky, I got you. Watch this. So now I'm a little bit older, got some money. So then bang, now I start spending money left and right. I'm going on the Facebook groups like we talked about, Rob, like how you started. And uh, just little by little, learning as I go, screwing up, spending a lot of mon money unnecessarily. But those are the lessons that you learn. Mr. Sports Card Lessons, I'm sure you've learned those as well. But, you know, we all go through a learning curve when it comes to the hobby. Um, but those are the stories that became the genesis of the Cousins Collectibles podcast. So once I started figuring it all out, quote unquote, you know, I was like, man, I need a partner. Let me see. I, I have a bunch of cousins. So I started throwing feelers out there, you know. Hey, guys, look at what I'm doing. You know, check this card out. Look at this. And this guy right here, Mr. Uh, sarcastic up here so i always tell the story we're watching the sixers game we're in a group text i sent out a couple pictures of my julia serving joel Embiid, charles barkley take some pictures of the cards send it to, on the group text and everybody said what the hell is that so those are my cards and mr tony up here he's like man bro stop those are google images you know you don't have those cards stop playing and i'm like dude bro nah check it out these are my cards so i got on my table i just got home from work i'm sitting in my boxers and my t-shirt lay on my pool table strategically place the cards on the table. I, I lay down in a real sexy pose, and my daughter comes and takes a, a photo of me, and I send it over to Tony. And that that, that that's what got Tony hooked. 
hook, line, and sinker to where we uh, started collecting together. I'm still waiting for the PMG of that picture to hit the internet. <laughs> That's going to, just like the great curator, I'm going to have that <laughs> yeah. as my, my moniker. But yeah. But yeah, honestly, that that's what started it all. And then as we, we started collecting, it was like, dude, you know, we're, we're listening. When I say we listen to everything out there, Rob, Shane, Ken, I mean, every type of content, we're listening to it. And we got a little bit from everything. So you start becoming knowledgeable when it comes to that. But then, like we always say, like there's something missing. Maybe we can bring a little bit of different flavor to it. And we're new. So when we first started, it wasn't like, you know, we had what, like six, seven episodes planned out, maybe even 10. And we got through two. And then we just started interviewing people. And from there, it just kind of just snowballed into where, you know, it's a lot easier if we interview people. That's less that we have to talk and they have the knowledge. So we don't have to bring you know what I mean? All that we don't know anything. So let them talk. And then we just, you know, throw in there, be entertaining and, and, and learn as we go. And, you know, as we've talked to people like Rob and, you know, cousin John Newman and, and you know, the, the list goes on and on, you just, you start picking it up. So now we've become, you know, an interview show. So it's not only two people, it's three people and it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, you guys being two, uh, men that are puerto rican right so you're you're i don't know of too many minority content creators out there right i mean i think Amil that, sarfani what are you talking about well <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean there there are some out there there yeah, are there's a few a there, doubt, there's not many i think that i think that the the hobby landscape when it comes to content creation it's probably a white male dominated um you know space so i think with you guys coming in i think that you guys are really able to tap into a certain segment of the hobby that i can't that shane can't that ken can't you know and i think that really that's what it comes from right is it's like figuring out what your lane could be and then once you make that jump realizing like wow okay well Maybe I'm in the lane I thought I would be in, or maybe I created a whole new lane. Like with Ken, I, I don't think that Ken went in there thinking like, well, you know, I'm going to be the guy that is a dealer and, and, and I'm an older gentleman. And now, you know, a lot of my listeners are going to be older too. And I'm going to be inspiring all these, you know, uh, boomers to start setting up. You know what I mean? And Shane with you with like, you know what, like sports card, nobody like I'm, I'm buying lower card, lower end cards. And that's really what I'm dealing with. Although Shane, I, you know, I'm going to put you out there, man, you've got some cards that are not low end. So you might have to <laughs> change your name to sports card. Somebody yeah. um, at some point, <laughs> one day, so, one day, so, fingers crossed. So I'm kind of curious guys. Like, so as, as you take that jump, right? And you jump into the hobby landscape and, and you're starting to put out content. At what point do you start to realize, Hmm, I need to be accountable for the things I'm saying, because it's one thing for me to sit in my own little office space with just me and my microphone and feel like, yeah, it's just me talking. Like, there's no pressure there. I'm literally just I'm talking to my microphone. But it's a totally different story when the day you release it or the two days after you release it, you start getting flooded with like DMs or comments about how you were wrong about this or you missed this point or you like this point, right? So, at what point did you guys start to realize like, wow, people are listening to this? Well, I, for us, 
Go ahead, go ahead, Ken. I, I was going to say, you know, at first I felt there was a lot of pressure for a couple of reasons, right? Because one, even though I'm a computer guy and I own a computer business, I'm not really that good with the software. So when I tape this, right, there's no editing. It's whatever, whatever comes at the end. And then I listen to it before I put it up. And I can honestly say I'm on episode 47. I've only retaped two episodes in 47 episodes. And that's usually because I kicked the mic out and didn't realize that I went for 15 or 20 minutes with no audio coming through. Right. So first of all, that was my favorite episode, by the way, where it was just mute. I just was able to take back and it's a good thing. I listened to it before I upload it. Right. Because it would have been a disaster. Um, but honestly, starting starting a podcast, and I think every all, all of you guys are going to say the same thing: where you started and where you are. I know, I know, uh, Shane and cousins. I know you guys are at episode fifty. I'm just a few away. And Rob, you're one twenty two. I think if I remember hearing today, one twenty episode one twenty two. So, I mean, where I started in my first five or ten episodes, and where I am at my forty seventh episode is completely different. Like I knew there was a lane for what I was doing because I spent a lot of time in the car driving to customers. And I'm listening to content. But then on Monday, I know this person's going to drop, that person's going to drop. And then all of a sudden, Tuesday comes and I don't have anything to listen to. I'm like, oh, my, this is terrible. Like, what am I going to do now? Now I got to put on the fantasy sports radio until, you know, Thursday or Friday until like somebody else's podcast come out. So I knew there was a lane for that, right? And then I would go to the shows and the people would come up to the table and introduce themselves and say, hey, I just listened to your podcast on the way here. And I'm like, yes, because that's what I do, right? I mean, this is literally what I do. And then I hear people say, oh, I listened to it on the way to work. Oh, I listen. So to me, it was like, perfect. This is where this is this is where I need to be. This is my lane. Then as we got into maybe episode 30, mid 30s, I started saying, I need to be a little more specific on what I'm doing. Um, I've tried, and if you've listened to the podcast, if you follow the journey with me, I've tried all kinds of things. We're going to price cards out. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I'm going to talk about all these things. And I would start listening to it back, and I'm like, I'm losing myself. So if I'm losing me, there's no way people are listening. So I, I would I would bring in a segment. I would keep it a couple of weeks. And I'd be like, nah, that's not work. And I would cut that out. So then I get to a point where now I've shortened, right? And and I'm sure all every all you guys could say the same thing. You figured out through all through you know your first 50 episodes where you started and where you are now. You're probably comfortably in your lane, right? And and you know what works for your podcast. Yeah, I would agree with that wholeheartedly because I I really hear what you're saying with um feeling like you're kind of trying different things because I I had a lot early on especially if you look at my first couple of YouTube channel uh YouTube videos too because I started with a YouTube uh channel that I just couldn't keep up with and it became the podcast but I was definitely trying to figure out what it was I cared about and I was talking a, lo a little bit about like pricing and and things of that nature. And, um, I, you know, talking about trying to make an investment in something, but that really wasn't me. And I don't, I mean, it's hard to say, like, I still am constantly feeling like I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to evolve and, you know, where I want to go with things. And I, I don't know that I still feel settled myself, even though I just, like you said, I just crossed the 50, 50 show mark and, you know, my season two is about to kick off and, 
and it's still like I, I feel like there's going to be an ever evolving sort of lane that'll be going down. Um, but back to the accountability thing, I definitely for me, I started out immediately feeling like I needed to be accountable for anything that I said. I didn't think anybody was going to be listening to me ever, but I still I, I kind of have that ingrained in me that if I'm going to put it out there. I have to make sure I, I a believe it that it's coming from a genuine place, and I and I really feel like that's sort of the I don't know maybe the crux of my show is that I am as as genuine as I can possibly be. Everything I say, I genuinely am behind, even if it's something small. You know, it's all it's all very much just me talking about things that I'm passionate about. Mm. Um, but now the first time I realized anybody was listening and it was actually kind of cool. It was on Twitter. I don't remember which episode it was, but I did an episode. Um, a lot of my early episodes and they still are like they're excuses for me to learn. And so I was really trying to dive into what HGA was, you know, what's going on with this, you know, card slabbing company and, and forming my opinions about it and going through it. And I did an episode about them and somebody on, uh, on Twitter, complete stranger hit me up. Tell me why I was wrong. You know, basically how like that episode was like, feels like it's like a year a year too late or something like that which was really awesome i hit it off with that person we've been following each other on twitter ever since and but that was the moment where i went oh man this is actually getting to people who aren't just friends and family who could not care less about what i'm talking about anyway i'll let uh i'll let oz handle us because he's the uh he heads up the accountability department of the cousins collectibles podcast <laughs> you sure about that <laughs> i mean you're you're the gestapo when it comes to accountability um listen i love to swear so i have a daughter i have a wife you know i have a family and it takes everything in me when i'm talking on these on the podcast i mean sometimes it slips but i really feel like you, you do have to be accountable on what you're saying. Um, and then for the longest time, just like Shane says, you, you really don't know who's listening. Obviously, you know, your friends and family, but the people out there. So every once in a while, you'll get a shout out or a DM on, a you know, IG or, and stuff like that. And then little by little, it started picking up. And then you realize, yeah, you know, people are listening to this. T Tony always says the one thing like we we had, you know, more listens than there's people at church every Sunday that we go to. So we have a bigger following than than, than the church we go to. So it, it was kind of funny. It puts things in, in perspective and the people that you're reaching. Um, but, yeah, man, you, you really want to put out the best product possible. So, yeah, we had that banter and we were family and we've talked about things in sports our entire lives, but we just don't get together, turn the mic on and that's it. We definitely have preparation. Um, we usually get together um, and we just, you know, spitball. Hey, listen, this is our guest. Let's get 10 questions. You get, a, you know, come up with five. I'll come up with five or whatever. What's the theme going to be? And, and then, you know, once we get that rolling, okay, now we know how we're going to direct this. And then we usually just go back and forth, you know, because some, sometimes it's difficult. Even like something like this, a round table, you got five different guys. So, you know, who's going to talk next? How's it going to flow? You don't want to be talking over each other. You know, audio is very important. Yeah, it's the worst <laughs> when that happens all the time. Yeah. So you just got to make sure like everything is on point. And Tony's very good when it comes to the editing and all that. And then, you know, I just like to be the fun. Yeah, you know, I just like to have fun. The main thing when it when it comes to anything that you're doing, you got to have fun. There's always going to be a grind. But at the end of the day, there's has to be a payoff. Um, so even if you're, you know, accountable as hell and, and, and you don't want to swear and you don't want to do all that at the end of the day, once all the preparations in. You've gotten the podcast done and you realize, man, 
that was good content that's going to go out and you're proud of it you know there, there, there's nothing more special than that mm-hmm. How, I, and i just want to jump in how many of you guys have created a you know a, a podcast and you're like oh i think that's terrible and it, and it ends up people <laughs> think it was like the best one ever right i mean how many times notorious. Created, like i've created something and i'm like i don't know and i walk every night so after i do this i get with my wife and we're walking and we listen to it over and she's like no honey that was really good and i'm like yeah okay you're gonna say that anyways you know but then i then i say okay i'm gonna put it out there and then all of a sudden the next day i'm getting all these messages oh that was great episode and you're like oh okay so sometimes we don't even know what was good yeah right when, it, when, when we created it ourselves to answer that question you said how many episodes would i say i'm at like 51 or whatever it is all 51 i'm pretty sure <laughs> the worst <laughs> podcast i ever made well, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, i definitely want to say that it, it does feel like i know i'll speak for myself where some like I've gone in with a mission, right? Like I went in, I'm like, okay, this is exactly what I want to do. I want to absolutely mix in self-care, wellness, and card collecting. And I feel like I started to do that early on. And then as I evolved in this hobby, it's like the podcast evolved and I was starting to make some like pretty like, you know, bigger moves in the hobby as far as cards go. So it almost became this podcast where i was just talking through what my deals were all the details of the deal what my thoughts were on it whether i regret it or i'm happy with it then from there it kind of moved on to me getting a couple of my grail cards to now figuring out okay what's this gonna what's the next what's the next chapter of my journey going to be? So it is like a balancing act of, of you want to make sure that you're consistent because I can't speak for listeners, but I would imagine that I consume a lot of content too. And when I tune into the cousins collectibles, I'm expecting a certain brand from them. And if I don't get that brand, that might tune me out, you know, but at the same time, I know for myself, my brand has evolved and, and my podcast a hun- episode 120 is a lot different than it was at episode 20. So hopefully, um, you know, hopefully you can continue to grow and hopefully people grow with you and just appreciate you for who you are. And, and, and that's kind of what, what, a, what I think about it. You know, like when I think about Shane at sports card, nobody there, you put out a couple and, and, and I listen to all three of your podcast guys. And um, Shane, you put out a couple episodes that, just floored me and i i don't know if i've messaged you on them or if i didn't but i mean you've you've put it out there just talking about mental health and and i'm sitting there and i'm like i'm the therapist i've never gotten this vulnerable i've never jumped into talking about mental health to the extent that he did man what an incredible episode like I wish that was, I wish I did that. You know what I mean? Like you see someone's collection, you're like, I wish that was my collection. I'm like, I wish that was my episode, you know? And then, you know, I listen to cousins collectibles and, and I just hear like, I really feel like it's just a couple of, of friends just like, you know, shooting the stuff, just sitting there. And, and I feel like you guys are more relatable than any other podcast I can think of because it's just a couple cousins or a couple friends just sitting there hanging out talking loosely. You know what I mean? And and when I think about Ken, when I think about sports card lessons in your podcast, um, I mean, I love it. You know, I love it. It it's I'm learning through 
you in everything that you're doing. You know what I mean? So it's like the whole lessons component is definitely there, you know? So it, it, it is like this balancing act, I think, of when you are creating content of remaining true to who you are and giving your listeners what they're hoping or expecting to hear from you, but at the same time, not putting yourself in that box, right? You don't want to yeah, put yourself right. in that box to where you're not evolving right? because 100%. you're not sure if people are ready for that. And I'm not saying we're musicians or we're creating art or anything like that, but you think about how many artists out there have evolved from their previous sounds or their previous albums and they lose fans you know what i mean they're like oh we want the old dmx we want the old mob deep we don't want the conscious mob you know so it's like you, you want to make sure you're giving you know and to me the answer comes down to when i'm creating content and i say this to ken all the time we say this back and forth it has to be about the cards right and for me mm -hmm. if it's about the cards then everything else can kind of come along for the ride but the cards have to be driving my episodes yeah, i don't know I, how you guys feel about that yeah. i wholeheartedly agree with that i mean it's it's i've had a couple episodes where i, I talked to um a couple of friends who or you know other people i've met through the hobby or personal friends about collecting in general and I, I like that lane but it does always have to come back to the cards in some way so if i'm talking to somebody about you know a buddy who collect uh, hot toys. Okay. But what are the similarities, you know, between that hobby and our hobby and sort of the, the mindsets of a collector? I, I do really dig the mindset of a collector in general. Um, but yeah, that is always kind of the main focus. Okay. So we're going to sit here and talk about, or I'm going to talk about cards. So what is it this week? You know, what am I going to try to spit out? Uh, but real quick, I do want to say thank you for the, the, the note on that episode. Uh, you did reach out by the way. It was, you know, very much. Thank you. But, uh, but that's part of like content creation. That's weird because when I did that episode, kind of going back to what Ken was asking when, you know, you put out an episode and how you feel about it, that was one where I put it out and I thought, does anybody care about the amount of like what I was just talking about that uh, on this one and the amount of DMS that I got for it was through the roof. That was definitely the most like engaged episode that I ever had. And that's eye opening when you realize that you like somewhat are making a connection with complete strangers that you've never met is kind of wild. I mean, that's a weird, it's weird to think that anybody cares what sports card. Nobody has to say about anything, let alone, you know, an issue like mental health. That, that was a really um, eye opening episode. But knowing you make that, knowing you made that connection, that's, you know, yeah. mind blown, right? Yeah. Big time. I mean, just, just mind blown. And, and, and I mean, more for me, I'm, I'm an older guy. So even though I'm into computer, you know, I have a computer business. I was there at the, the beginning, the very beginning of computers where most of you guys grew up with computers. I mean, we're, I, I'm back, I'm going back to DOS and, you know, no windows, no mice, nothing like that. Right. So nowadays for, you know, even for me sometimes to think when I'm putting it, put on an episode and I connect with somebody and I'm just like, they got it. Like, like somebody else out there and not more than more than one. I get a ton of people. I get messages that they they understood what I was putting out there. They they re, they connected with it. Right. They really they were they related to it. They connected. And then, and then they come back to you. And you're like, when you created that episode, you thought, geez, I, I don't know if anybody's going to really get this or anybody's going to really, really respond to this. And then when they do, you're like, oh, my God, this this is unbelievable. And it's such a motivation 
to keep going to, you know, to like get to the next level and then to the next level and the next level. Because sometimes at the beginning, when podcasts first start out, I think people are a little skeptic, skeptical, you know, they, they're like, I don't know if that's just a shtick or if this is real, if this is going to go anywhere, that type of thing. And then as you move along and you really start to connect with people and you start to make all kinds of friends in the hobby, um, it's just such a motivation to keep going and keep getting to that next level. Yeah. Hey, um, Robin, Ken, I want to ask you guys, because just in terms of like, so you guys have, you guys set up at shows, so you kind of built your PC through, you know, setting up at shows and stuff like that. So when you guys and Rob, you talked about how you, you know, you got to the LeBron and stuff like that. But when you come off a bad show, like, yeah, you have content to say, yeah, yeah, I had a bad show this weekend. But it's like if you're coming off or a good show or a bad show, whatever, if you're coming off a good show, you're on a high. Oh, I can't wait to get on this mic and talk about whatever it is that happened. But when you have a bad show or you just it happens like then you got to go home and, you know, create content. How do you get over that hurdle of of all right, man, let me put that behind me and let's get hit the reset button so I can put out a quality show. I'm uh, Rob, I'm going to let you answer this, but I'm just going to say one thing. There's no bad shows. When I go to a show, there's never a bad show. Even when that dealer told you to F off? It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter because there's so many other people that come up to the table. I listen to the podcast. I love love what you do. There's other dealers there that that I know that I look forward to seeing. And there's a lot of the repeat customers, people that come back just on the other side of the table that they show up and they, they buy things from you. And even if I sold not one thing at a show, I still had a great day and I could still pull content out of things that were going on around me. I don't need to make a big sale. I don't need to purchase a big card in order to have content. Being at the show provides enough content for me. And Rob, I'll let you jump in on that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I can't completely echo what ken is saying I, I get the point but to say there was never a bad show there's i've definitely had some shows where i'm like well that was a waste of an afternoon or that was pretty disappointing um you know but what i love about it is is yeah just is being able to see people face to face and and that's awesome and, and i really feel bad for um you know content creators i shouldn't say i feel bad i don't even know how i want to word that but i could remember um you know when I was doing the bounce with Amil, you know, and we did about 37 episodes, I think. And all throughout them, I'm setting up, you know, two, three times a month, you know, it was before my second child was born. So, you know, I had a little bit more leeway with doing more shows and, and I would tell him every week. And I think he thought I might've been like BSing a little, but I'm like, man, listen, every show people are coming up and they're just saying how much they love the show. Every show, man. I mean, you know 20 30 people and he's like oh that's cool that's cool but he wasn't really that active because there's not a huge card scene um where he lives you know so finally when we did national together he saw it you know so yes there are no bad shows because you get to meet listeners um you know i'm probably moving some cards and and, and curating my collection and my inventory a little bit but listen, I will keep it real when it comes to the content side. And, and that's a responsibility I feel like I have. And, and I've actually had even recently a couple promoters, um, you know, 
kind of get pissed at me. Not kind of, they did. They DM'd me to debate what I said on my show about their show and about the their card show. And they said, you know what? What you said was false because that actually wasn't bubble. And I'm like, listen, I'm telling you what my perspective was, okay? And and I really don't think your show was all that that you think it was. And if I'm saying that, I think other people are probably saying that too. So all I'm doing is giving my opinion on things. So I think when it comes to setting up, um, like being at shows, you really shows are the lifeline of the hobby, in my opinion. Like you, you have to be at shows, whether if they're walking or selling, like whatever it is you're doing, get to a show. Try to get to a show at least once a month locally, whatever the case. I know not everyone has shows close to them, so they can't make it once a month. But um, you know, when when we have a microphone, right, and and this is a volunteer job, right? Like I'm not sitting here saying like I have this massive responsibility, but you know what? I do have a responsibility to the hobby to really call it the way I see it and not to paint the picture that everything is rosy if it's not. If it seems like attendance is down at shows, guess what? I'm going to say that. And if I went to a specific show or I heard about a specific show that happened and I say, you know what? I talked to a lot of dealers from that show and it sounds like attendance was down from the last one, then I'm going to say that. You know, because I feel like I have that responsibility to say that. I'm not going to sit here and try to pump up things that are false and try to create a false narrative so that way in real life, um show promoters you know are happy with me because yeah. that's just not what i'm gonna do so i'm gonna piss people off by keeping it real for what i believe is real and that and that's the main thing when it comes to doing a podcast you have to be authentic you got to be yourself you can't that can only like you talked about ken a shtick that can only last for so long before you get called out for it if you don't know what you're talking about or you're just putting on a, a show for people um you you want to be entertaining you want to be you know people have uh, a reason to come and listen to your show but at the at the end of the day it has to be you it has to be authentic and you know there's a lot of times where you know you you just you go to these shows or you you hear and you, you know it's not as banging as it as it used to be a couple years ago or there's negativity in the hobby so you know, we had the catchphrase, keep focused, keep positive and keep collecting. There's sometimes you can't, it's, it's hard to be positive, you know, in this hobby. There's, there's many, many things that, that can lead you, like I always say, to the dark side. And, and, and you just, you, you want to try to avoid that as best as possible. But there's times, even Rob, you know, you had the episode where you just address some things of negativity that was going on in the hobby where it's like, listen, this isn't my, what I do, but Sometimes you just have to say, listen, all this crap that's going on, we have to discuss it and we got to move forward in order for this hobby to succeed. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just being real, like you like you said, man. So real quick, I just want to and, and I'm going to take it to an extreme here. I, I hope I don't offend anyone when I say this. I hope I don't. But mm -hmm. I love so I, I just started getting really big into true crime podcasts as well. And it really hasn't taken away from my sports card uh, content. I consume either. It's just like I just figured out a way to fit more podcast time and basically so um there was a story. I think it was in New Jersey and it was about um it was about a church and and 
what they did was they were always trying to paint the picture that everything was rosy, everything was good. But come to find out, like they were like the young teenage girls were basically like getting raped by the pastors. And it was really like a cult like thing. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. and even when the police came around and even when the public started to get wind of it and they would ask questions, everyone was in denial about it. And they're like, no, we don't know anything. No, no. Everything here is great. Everything here is great. So I know that's an extreme example. But could you imagine? If as comps continue to go down or if a show was just I'm, I'm going to be in Enfield, Connecticut uh, at the time of this release, I was in the Enfield last Saturday, so I'm going to be there tomorrow. Um, like if that show was a complete bomb and there was literally no one there, do you think I'm just going to paint it over and be like, oh, man, it was a great show. I'm glad I went. You guys should come out next month. It was great. Like, no, I'm going to keep it real. Like, like I have. I have an obligation to the same way that those church members did to protect those girls. Like, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to just sit here and lie to protect whoever feels like they need to be protected. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, in the end, we're all people, right? We're all humans doing this thing. And, and, Content creation is, is just people talking to people or, or whatever it is, you know, whatever type of content you're doing, we're doing podcasts. So we're just talking to other people. And it's so important to like, kind of remember that. I mean, you might be able to get away. Like you guys talked about with, with sticks and, and whatnot, but if you're not connecting on some level, I mean, it's just, it's not going to last. And I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and claim that my show is the most listened to show by any stretch of the imagination, but I know that I have made a connection with some people and that makes me feel like, an actual human being it makes me feel like i exist in this world other people exist we have similar thoughts similar feelings and that connection is that's why people keep coming back and listening that's why i I at least have some sort of a base of it's this a very similar audience and i get the ig messages after almost every episode or and, and the twitter messages and we have these conversations back and forth and that authenticity is genuinely why i believe those connections have happened and if you're not being you, if you're doing whatever, if you're if you're just pumping up the hobby just to pump it up, or you're only harping on the negativity, sure you might capture a certain audience, but I don't know if you're actually going to capture any real human interaction. And I don't know. For me, it might be sentimental, it might be whatever, but that's kind of what it's all about. Making these connections, these relationships, is is so important to me, and it makes this hobby so much more fun. I mean, I. Like you know, we just talked about it. I'm on the. We just put out the second episode of the faction with, with Tony and Oz. I've met you guys once in person, and I only know of you because of the content that you put out and realize that there's a connection there. Like, oh man, we actually really kind of click, and let's do this. And all of a sudden, holy crap, there's this really cool thing that's happening here with, you know, a couple of strangers. But how awesome is that that we can come together because of this hobby and because of that authenticity that sincerity and just that that genuine vibe that we i believe put out mm-hmm. yeah and, and for some for someone like me and rob who go to shows right and just to jump back onto the show thing i mean our listeners are coming to these shows right so we what credibility would we have if we went to a show and said oh my god the traffic was just unbelievable at this show <laughs> and then a listener to be like I, I was there. What, what time were you talking about? Because, you know, so where would our credibility be if we were, you know, saying things that weren't true at these shows? And, and sometimes, too, and I, I know I may be jumping way back, but sometimes, too, um, my observation of a show is going to be completely different than everybody around me. Right. I may show I may say this was a great show. 
10 people may have come through the door, but all 10 people may have bought a card from me. Right. So to me, this was just a, a fantastic show and I'm looking forward to going back to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Where I could be at another show that, you know, a thousand people came to the door and nobody bought one thing from me. Am I going to say it was a terrible show? No, I'm going to say to myself, maybe, maybe something's wrong with my prices or something's wrong with the, the product in my case. Right. So it, it's really, it's really the observation of what we're doing and, 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 for myself, when I put it out there, I need to look, and I talk about this in my podcast, I need to look from both sides of the table. I look at my side of the table, and then I get out and I look from the other side. As So I need to know, I need to get their perspective too, what they're looking at when they're walking up. And I think that happens with the podcast and the listeners too, right? We need to be on both sides. Not only are we creating the content, right? But we're listening to the content. So we're on the other side listening to what people are saying and we know what we want to listen to and and how it relates to us right so this is on the other side as we're creating this content i think it's the same thing we want to put out there what we think is most relatable to the people around us and the people who are listening to our podcast yeah. So what think- I'm hearing is in preparation for those that are maybe considering starting a podcast yeah. or a YouTube show or doing any kind of content, right? Any kind of content to put out there. What I'm hearing is figure out, have some sort of objective, right? Figure out, okay, what do I want to do? What maybe not so much what problem would I be solving, but what would I be addressing, right? Like what, what, what would I want people to say about my podcast? Almost like what Ken is saying, put yourself on the other side of the table. What would I want people to say about my podcast? So figure that out, put that plan into action, be authentic. And I think the one biggest thing here that hasn't been said, and I think I've said it to every single content creator I've talked with, um, is, is just consistency. And I don't even mean consistency in the quality of your product. Yes, definitely, definitely consistently, um, quality, but, but just consistent, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to pick a day to drop, drop on that day every single week. And if you're not going to drop a, a week, cause it's a holiday or you're going on a vacation, then let the listeners know, you know, post it on your Instagram, just be consistent because I tell you what, like you guys said, I mean, first of all, I've been wanting to say this the whole time. I think it's amazing that cousins collectibles and sports card. Nobody both dropped their 50th episode on the same day. I think that's amazing. Okay. I think that's unbelievable. And, and when I saw cousins collectibles, I already knew they were, I think I hit, I think I hit up cousins collectibles and I hit up sports card. Nobody separately in advance saying, Hey, congrats. I know you're coming up on 50 episodes and, um, and because that's a huge milestone, you know, and, uh, but for both of you guys to drop, I know I, I, I reposted as soon as you guys had posted it that morning and Shane, I know you didn't post it till that night. I made sure I reposted it and saying, congratulations publicly to you guys. Um, you know, but, but I mean, to do 50 episodes, you know, that, that right there says consistency, Ken, you're coming up on 50. I mean, it's pretty crazy that all you guys are coming up on those, (laughs) uh, on those numbers, Mm -hmm. you know, but you know, just being consistent and, and I know I've kind of bounced back and forth. Uh, you know, I kind of, 
I came out the gate and I was dropping two episodes a week like clockwork. I was doing one solo episode, one interview episode, and I was doing that like clockwork. I actually borrowed that formula from Brett from Stacking Slabs. So shout out to Brett. And um and a lot of work goes into that. That's like a lot very time consuming. I can remember when Amel and I started up the bounce, I said, you know what? I think I'm gonna stop. I'm only gonna do one sports card therapist a week because i'm doing the bounce and three episodes would be too much um and so i kind of got inconsistent there for a minute but that was a risk i was willing to take and i think overall it helped my brand overall it helped my listener base but it was a risk i was willing to take and um and but you know, as soon as the bounce ended and Amel and I, you know, shook hands and said, okay, our job is done here. Um, I went back to doing two episodes a week because I want to be, I want to consistently put out stuff. And um, whether if it's one a week or one a month, I think consistency has to be key. Consistently has to be an ingredient for anyone's recipe for success. Yeah, I I also think it's a way to stay active in whatever it is that you're talking us for us it's cards or us is actually collectibles it's toys it's it's we kind of do a whole umbrella. But shout out to Oz way- with his daughter with the Stranger Things and uh, right with his kids yeah. and 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 collecting all that stuff man that's yeah. uh, that's good I, stuff. I want to give yeah. a shout out to all you guys. You know we talked about me being a little older. My kids are grown up. You all have families. You know, you've got careers, you've got families, you've got life, right? And and you find the time to create this stuff, you know, so just shout out to you guys. Cause I know, I know when I was your age, you know, I was, I was up <laughs> at six and going to bed at one in the morning and, and I, I, a podcast or anything would have been the last thing I would have been thinking about. So just shout out to you guys with so much going on in your life that you've got time to to, to put this stuff together. Yeah, I wanted to address that too. Like you just said, Ken, uh, you know, it may look easy. We may make it look easy, but, you know, this takes a lot of work. It, it's not just like we always say, turn on the mic and just talk. There's a lot of things that go into it. You, you got your job, you know, you, you got your kids, you got life just period, you know, the wives. So there's a lot of things that are that are going into it. And then, let's just say you're working a 12 hour day delivering mail all day. You, you come, you know, Tony's texting you all day. Hey, listen, man, I need this, 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 and this, make sure you get this question, make sure we had this thing and you got to be there on time. You know, Tony's a stickler. So I'm delivering this man, like cursing Tony out, like, yeah, whatever, man, you don't know what the hell I've been doing all day, but this is what you want. I'll get it done. You know, I, don't care. I need that. I need that. I need that dude, you know, in the back of my mind, cause it's very easy just to get lazy and, just say, you know what? I'm just going to take off this week. I got way too many things going on. There's a lot of stress at home, whether it's from the wife or your kids are sick or you're sick. You know, there's a lot of things that can go on to, to be able to stay consistent and do an, an, an episode every week for 50 weeks straight. I mean, it's it's tough. So I just want to give you guys kudos to, to you know, rise above all that. And, and like I said, but the, the main reason that we're able to do it is because of that passion, the passion that we have for the sports cards. Um, and it allows us to go ahead, create some content, put some topics together, get some questions for an interview, hit that mic and get up on here and do our thing. But yeah, kudos to you guys. You know, that's I actually kind of want to ask you guys this question. So because I, I, I get super jealous. I, I listen to your guys, you know, as I listen to your podcast every single week and, and I love the way you guys can bounce off each other and, and have that chemistry. And then the two of you work on whatever interview it is, but also like what you're talking about behind the scenes, how you're able to kind of how 
he's keeping you, you know, Tony's keeping you accountable for stuff and, and sending out the questions. So you kind of got that extra person to help make sure you guys get everything out. But when it is the two of you, and now we've kind of done this with the three of us with the faction of the two episodes, but when it was the two of you, how was it third, like defining third the Third time for the shameless plug of the hey, faction. Hey, all day, episode? baby. <laughs> was it? If, Tony if, said if, we, if, could, if, we could sell Santa to Egypt, not right? still happening a year from now, I'm coming for you three, okay? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Because it's a third it's a third plug. So. We're taking over, baby. Shameless. All like all the way shameless, too. No, but how was it like figuring out the roles for like the two of you like as you got the cousin collectibles going, you know, you got two people, two personalities. How was it working that out? Yeah. So early on, it was, um, I remember I, I started leading off the show and when I would listen back, I was like, I don't, I don't like this. Like I sound like an idiot. So, um, my thing is more like organization, like all this stuff. And then Oz from, you know, even though I don't have the receipts on me, did used to perform on stage um but uh so he's kind of the sizzle as far as you know bringing the the entertainment and the energy to the show stuff like that so i realized early on i'm like no we need to change this up so you know let me get you know organize the show and kind of just the way we're gonna look and things like that and then you kind of just start it off get the high energy going and then we kind of go from there so it took us a few episodes to get there, but now I, it's almost like clockwork. I don't even worry about the intro of the show or anything like that. You know, he takes care of it, even though sometimes I got to remind him 38 times, but he, he does do it. But it, it um, but once we kind of figured out where we what we're good at, each of us now, it just kind of flows. Just I mean, yeah. Shane, you know, I- we. We've done stuff behind. I don't want to drop the name again because Rob will cancel it. But, but I, I call I'm just going to start time. going black. Yeah, but I call Tony the architect for a reason. You know, he 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 puts it together, and then I just add that little sauce. Uh, you know, I try not to be too over the top. Sometimes I am, but it is what it is. I just like I said, you don't want to be too boring you definitely want to have people be entertained uh, but then you don't want to be gaudy as well so it's a fine line when it comes to that um but it allows it's me your boy the cousin eyes yeah it's your you boy your cousin eyes the people's mailman back for no episode mr picture you know it's funny that's why i will say so because most of the time if you listen to content it's not that it's mundane and dry cards are boring man like when you go to a show there's it's it's not you know there's not and that's okay like there's not bells and whistles and people like trust me i went to the national and all them guys were hooting and hollering even i i was like all right just cool back a little bit but that's what we try to bring a little just as always says a little flavor to to collecting and cards and and again we talk about what these cards mean to you what the memorabilia means to you we like to have a little fun as well just because again if you just turn on a regular most regular card podcast it's like man i was like this sounds just yeah. like ugh. so unless they're really the content is really good sometimes i'll tune out just because again it's got to be yes it's all about the cards but there is an entertainment at least in our opinion there's an entertainment factor to it as well yeah. and that's the lane that you guys i think have have really found right is is that that energy it's a it's a high it's a highly polished show uh tone i know you and i were talking earlier today you know and and you had talked about all of the work that you put into 
to taking out any kind of like throat clearing, any breath sounds, any you want it to sound as sharp and crisp as possible. And my response was like, man, I totally respect that, but I'm the complete opposite. Like if I, if I'm if I'm not feeling well, like I'll clear, I'll, I'll I'll kind of put my face away from the mic and clear my throat. Ken just hit me up yesterday. He's like, Rob, what's the matter, kid? You're not feeling well. I heard you uh, clearing your throat a couple times on the on the episode, and I'm like, you know what, like. I want it to just come across as authentic and I want it to sound, I want people to be like, man, like that sounds like I could do that kind of thing. I don't want it in, and, and, and I don't think either way is wrong. I think if anything, my way is probably wrong, right? Like I should probably clean, clean it up a little bit, but, um, but I think it also comes down to when I'm, when I'm cranking out like two episodes a week and it's just me, like, I'm like, you know what? Like I'm, I'm going to one take it. I don't think I've ever, redid an episode ken was saying you know um yeah. talking about that um i don't think i've ever redone an episode and that's just because i have a lot of i have a lot of things on my plate and you guys were talking ken you were talking about like man when i was your age what i was doing and i'll tell you what the what the content creating content has done for me it's almost like getting married right like when you get married it kind of just slows things down a little bit it gives you just a little bit more stability and i know in my life i've always been at my best when i've had a good woman by my side and i've been with my wife now for 15 years so when i look at my hobby journey and my hobby journey without a doubt went through the roof when I started up and continued with this podcast and as much as I love cards, I don't know where I would be if it wasn't for the podcast. I'm sure I would still be in the hobby, but I don't think my collection or my PC or anything would look anything like it does now. If it wasn't for the hobby, the hobby has given me a different kind of life. It was almost like hitting the lottery in, in a normal everyday, you know, for an everyday person, like it just completely changed my experience for the hobby, mm-hmm. having, a, um, having this content platform, you know, and, and it, it truly does feel like a hobby hack. You have a mic meaning, you know, it's like, there's, there's all these like, you know, ways you could have like a, a job hack, meaning it just makes things easier. It's almost like having a cheat code for, for a video game. It really does feel like that for me. It feels like I have a cheat code because I can conversate with some of the biggest and best collectors on this planet, people that probably wouldn't give me the time of day and not because they're jerks, but probably because a lot of people hit them up. But because I have a podcast, guess what? They are more than willing to let me pick their brain for 60 minutes. And that's really, really cool. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think and the I one thing you may have left out there was the people too in the hobby, yeah. right? All these people that you meet in the hobby, like all this, all this new friendship, all these new people that you meet, you know? So, you know, for someone, for someone, and we keep going back to my age, which I hate to, but for someone <laughs> like me, you know, like it's all these new people. Like I've had friends my whole life. Now I have like as many friends as I had, as I've had in my life, three or four times that right now of people that I've talked to that I see at shows that I'm messaging with all the time. And all these people, like 
I get to, you know, hear and see different points of view and talk about like different cards and all that. It's just, it's unbelievable. So even like the hobby itself is one thing, but when you look at all the things that come with it and you listed Rob, a whole bunch of things. And the only thing I want to add on to that is the people. I mean, just the people I've met in the hobby, um, I can't tomorrow Rob's talking about which is going to be last week, right? When they hear this, but he's going to a show, which is an hour away from me. Right. But what did I tell you? I'm going to be, I'm going to get up tomorrow morning and go up and walk the show. Right. I'm just going to get up and walk the show because it's a show I can get to, you know, and because I just love being there and I know I'm going to see people. Right. And I look forward to that. You know, I look forward to getting out and getting to these shows, whether I get content from it or not, I'm just happy to be there. Yeah, I think also the 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 podcast too has for us has strengthened our relationship. I think I've talked to Oz more in, in the past year than I did in the last ten. Yeah, like, you, know, they, they, you know, we just we were just we we're four years apart or so. So four years doesn't seem like a lot now now, but it did when we were you know eighteen and fourteen or fourteen and ten. So it just wasn't we were living in two separate worlds. So that's a whole other thing too. I mean, if I know you guys all do solo episodes, but if, if it ends up where you're doing something with somebody else, it just, you're just going to gravitate even closer to each other. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so before we wrap up, cause we're already over an hour, but I'm kind of curious before we wrap up, um, how do you measure success when it comes to creating content? How do you measure success and how do you know if you either feel like an episode itself on a micro level was a success or if just your brand in general on a macro level was a success? And, and really, anyone could take that question. Well, I'll, I'll kind of go back to okay. something. That, oh, my bad. Dude. Yeah, it's something that I said kind of earlier it, for me. I mean, I, I, I'm a bit of like a stat nerd. I love watching the stats on, you know, what, you know, how many people are listening, how many this day, how many that day. I mean, that's just fun. I think do. we're all like that. You don't have to yeah. be a stat nerd. Everyone <laughs> is obsessed with the streams, the views. Sure. I mean, especially right? in I mean, this hobby, right? We love the numbers. We, we're watching the market, you know, go up and down all the time. It's the same thing, right? You just, we love this information. Um, but really, if I get just somebody who reaches out and says, hey, I resonated with this in that episode. That's it. I mean, as, as cliche and corny as that might be, if I just get one message from anybody, it could be a repeat, you know, somebody who's listened, you know, to every episode or somebody who just listened for the first time, somebody reached out and goes, Hey, that was a cool episode. I really liked X, Y, and Z. And now we're having a, a, an Instagram, Twitter, whatever conversation about that, that then trails off into something entirely different to me. That, is the success. That's why I like to keep doing this. That is like kind of the whole reason behind the, why I get in front of a microphone every week. Yeah. Just piggybacking off of that, that, you know, we, we drop every Monday. So every Monday, Tony and I, we, we just hope and pray that once the episode comes out, that we're going to get those shout outs, you know, on IG and, and, and the, the comments start flooding in and it, it usually happens. Sometimes it doesn't. And then you're like, damn, I guess that wasn't that good. But then like we always talked about, like you guys said, the ones you think they're going to be crappy are the ones that get the most love. So, but either way, Mondays, you know, we get some type of feedback and that that's the main thing is just 
getting that feedback, whether it's good or bad. You know, Rob, there's a couple of times you, you know, you said, hey, listen, I love the episode, but, you know, this part, I wasn't too cool on that, you know, and then we had the back and forth and those are all, you know, good things. It doesn't have to all be you know, good feedback, but that's how you grow as a content creator. Cause you know, you just don't want to be told that you're doing well. And then meanwhile, you're losing, you know, followers here and there just because you're not growing as that content creator, but yeah, just, just getting, getting that love, getting that feedback every Monday and knowing, and, and, you know, trickling out throughout the week, it just gives you that, you know, that excitement and that passion to, to do it all again, you know, come Thursday, Friday, when we're recording that episode and, and, you know, so that that's basically for us. Yeah. And you I mean, know what? I think that's something that's so important is having those people when when you are putting out content. If 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 you are in this area, if you're in this lane, or if you're thinking about it, having people that will give it to you straight, mm-hmm. give it to you straight. You know, I can remember my first you know twenty twenty five episodes. Every after every single episode would air, I would hit up Craig at New York Sports Cards um, and I would say, dude, give it to me straight. What'd you think? Like, what what do I need to improve on? Like, I felt like I was Kobe in the gym. I'm not even kidding, man. Like, like I was putting in so much work. I wanted the I don't tell me any good feedback. I want only what you thought was whack. Like I need this kind of feedback, man. I need to sharpen my sword. Like that's truly how I felt. And and Ken and I now we have the same conversation too, right? Like like there's been a few times where Ken has said to me, like, you know what, Rob, like that was kind of eh. like and then there was a couple times I said to Ken, like Ken, man, like that segment, I gotta be honest, man. I kind of just tuned it out. Like, you know, and, and he said, you know what? I was actually wondering about that. So I'm glad you said something. And that's really where that wolf pack comes from. And and having that solid, um, you know, hopefully friends in this hobby that will give it to you straight. But here's the thing. If you were asking for straight up feedback, do not catch feelings when you get it. <laughs> right. Like You could be in your feelings for a second, but you better let that you better think it over. <laughs> afterward you know what i mean because they might be hitting you with a gem so um so listen i go the other way i asked my mom she tells me i'm a star so everything's perfect (laughs) (laughs) she must know my wife (laughs) hey you know what at the at the end of the week we're not there's no paycheck coming in right i mean we all do this for the love of what we're doing so so the you know the reward for it i think we're all echoing the same thing as hearing from other people like just letting us know that was a great episode or, you know, I, I, I was just dropping on, on Thursday nights, you know, for Friday morning. So I would get up Friday morning and grab my phone and the more messages I had on there relating to my pod, the happier I was. Right. And now I drop, I drop some Monday episodes, some Friday episode, you know, with Friday episodes. And it's the same thing. It's I, I wait for it. Like if I get them all of a sudden, somebody sent you a message. I'm like, yes, you know, and it, it, it's probably <laughs> people the same way. I could get 30 messages and I feel the same way over one message as I do 30 messages just because I know I'm reaching people and people mm-hmm. are responding back. You know, they feel comfortable comfortable enough to respond back and 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 i can tell you without a shadow of a doubt no matter 
what you drop, little segments that I've dropped on my pod and said, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. At least one person will be like, oh, man, I'm going to miss that. <laughs> Even though another 99% is like, thank God he's not doing it. There's always going to be one person to be like, I'm going to miss that little segment you're doing. And, and, it, and it, it could be your mom. It could be my wife. Right. But it was one person who was going to miss that. Yeah, I think I think I reached out to Shane one day and um, and first of all, he dropped the top five segment mostly from from his show now. Right. And like the, I know you did it on the 50th episode. Yeah, Shane, I brought it, but it, it was I, gone I for a couple of weeks there. Yeah. The last like five or ten, you kind of sprinkled them in. And uh, and I think I had said to you, I said, man, that is that's one of the first times I feel like I've heard something on a podcast where I wish I came up with that idea. Mm, like yeah. doing a top five for every podcast. Yeah, you know how many times I'm like, damn, Tone, bro, that that <laughs> I wish we could do that top five, but I don't want to be biting off a of shame. Listen, I, I, yeah, that's dope. Do it. No, make dope. it better. Yeah, make it better. Yeah, that, that was yeah. That's kudos top to you. 10, he actually, uh, yeah, yeah. He actually <laughs> threw us. A, he threw us a curveball the one time. He did ours top ten Philly athletes, and he changed it into top ten. He was like Philly athletes. I hate. And I was like, nice. <laughs> like, let's do it. <laughs> so that, that was cool, man. But, so, so guys, before we wrap this up, this was uh, this was incredible. This was a great roundtable discussion. Um, just on you know content creating and and really what goes into it and and really what goes on in our minds and and the fact that what i'm getting out of this is like we do care what people think right like we want people to be able to get something from this podcast and i think like to sit there and say like i don't care what people think of me you know i don't care like it's i know for me i would say it's bullshit you know i would i would really start to wonder what i was doing wrong if my listener base started to drop off a cliff you know what i mean and i think so it feels good knowing that uh we are reaching people to a certain level and we're reaching people to something that they're extremely passionate about because if they're listening to your podcast if they're listening to this podcast right now we know that they're very passionate about cards and you know we we just want to thank you for giving us an hour plus of your time out of your week because you could be doing any number of things right now but you're sitting here listening to us yeah my, my wife can't understand that concept that people actually listen to us talk and banter back and forth for an hour <laughs> it's like yeah Shh. you need to tell her that we're number one in the philippines and number three in Cambodia. So she needs to respect that. <laughs> uh, that's great. So, so guys, uh, before we wrap up, any closing words from you guys? Just uh, for me, you know, thanks for, you know, everybody in getting together tonight is definitely fun. Like I said, I was, I couldn't wait to, to get on this mic because I just knew that it was going to be, it was going to be cool. Um, yeah. I'll let Oz plug the show later. He's, he's good at that. But um, again, you know, kudos to all of you and just keep grinding. Yeah, I, I appreciate this. Uh, I appreciate everybody uh, being on here. This was uh, this was really a great idea. And uh, I would look forward to doing this again down the road. Yeah. Definitely. I, I guess, you know, I, I was just writing down notes as we were going through all this because uh, I was just, you know, you always learn from everything that you do. And, and you know, what I got out of it, I, I, like I'm thinking is four things. Obviously we're talking about being authentic, just being yourself. If you're deciding you want to start. Um, and then we talked about passion, having a passion. So whether it's sports cars or anything else, you, you know, whether it's coin collecting, toy collecting, 
or it doesn't even have to be collecting period. But if you want to start a podcast, you got to be passionate about it and, you know, it'll come across. And then we also talked about consistency, making sure if you're going to drop Mondays, it's every Monday, no matter what. And if you don't, like Rob said, let your let your audience know. Um, and then, you know, be entertaining. Um, you know, you you want to bring information to the people, something that people are going to be like every every time that, you know, Rob, we know he went to a show and he worked out a deal and he's going to tell you exactly how he did it. So then when you go to a show, you know, man, maybe I could do what Rob did. Maybe I can, you know, weasel somebody out of this and do this and then, you know, end up with a LeBron, you know, logo, man. So whatever. And then um, just being able to inspire people. So once they they get um, done with your episode that you've said something or you've done something that they leave and like, Dan, that was a good episode. And they, they're inspired and, you know, they maybe even want to reach out to you. Yeah. Listen, if, if you're listening to this, this podcast, you, you're interested in content creation, right? Most likely. One thing I want to say is if you are just get out there and do it. And at, underneath each of our heads, there's some Instagram handles. I don't care if you follow any of us, but if you have any questions, there's five people here who are more than happy to help you out, give you advice. Don't be shy. Reach out, say hello, and we'll help you out any way that we can. But if, if you're interested, grab a mic and just start doing it and you'll figure it out. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And, and definitely. And, and I think, you know, one of you guys was, was touching on it before that sometimes it takes people a little while to kind of get warmed up to your podcast. And I think that's because you, you, you see or hear of a lot of shows that start and then they end, they start and then they end. So people I think aren't sure whether or not they want to invest like their hours into getting to know you and then just have you drop off a cliff and stop. Right. So I know that when, you know, hopefully you guys know this, you know, I am, I am absolutely one of your biggest fans ever, all four of you guys on here, you know, and I want you guys to absolutely succeed. I want you guys to just go above and beyond and be, you know, the biggest podcast out there. And, um, and I know I've had conversations with all of you guys individually and separately and, uh, and, you know, um, just, you know, just some incredible people on this podcast and they're the next big podcast probably hasn't even been started yet. So if someone is listening or someone is watching, um, and you're thinking about doing it, I think there's been a lot of information that's been shared on here. And just like Shane said, um, you could, you know, contact Shane at sports card, nobody, you could contact cousin Oz at Oz, the people's mailman underscores in between everything. Ken at sports card, underscore lessons, Tony at cousins, underscore collectibles and myself at sports card therapist. Um, definitely feel free to, you know, reach out to any of us because, um, it's a beautiful thing about this hobby. I think for the most part, we all want each other to succeed because when others succeed, we succeed. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, well said, building, Rob. building bridges, man. It's about just reaching out to people and at the crux of it, at, at the, you know, the very core, that's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, I always give a shout out to cousin John Newman. The hobby is the people. And, and that's just a simple, <laughs> but it's, it's a beautiful line and, and it really hits home. That's what it is. And we're all people that are just interested in sports cars. And look at us. We're here. It's late night. It's a Friday night. And we're just talking about 
content creation. Who would have thought a year or two ago that we th- we would be here doing this? Probably nobody. But this is the beautiful thing about this hobby and how it brings people together. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, thank you very much, guys, for coming on. Don't forget to check out the Sports Card Lessons podcast, the Sports Card Nobody podcast, Cousins Collectibles. They have their uh, joint podcast, Sports Card Nobody and Cousin Collectibles, called The Faction. It sounds intense. <laughs> Guess what it is? It's almost like... It's almost like like The Rock and Stone Cold coming together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Powered um, by the NCO. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or myself, sports card therapist. I That's hope sad. you guys enjoyed it. Gentlemen, have a great night. Everyone out there, have a good one.